Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. On today's episode of Power of Prayer, I am joined by Vicki Chastang and Phil Mays of our Order of St. Luke Ministries here at All Saints Church. And today, uh, I would like to share from James 5 to kind of begin our conversation to acknowledge, beginning at verse 13, there are a variety of ways that we're encouraged to pray for one another. And then taking our conversation towards uh, how we receive people for our chapel prayer ministry, that um, people can come to our worship service and then after receiving Holy Communion can come into our chapel and um, request prayer. And we just want to talk through kind of the variety of requests that people might have and what we typically see, but what we also would encourage people to think about. So that's the direction our conversation will take today. Um, But let me go ahead and read from James 5, beginning at verse 13. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. So there's a variety of different types of prayers that are expressed in that passage. And uh, oftentimes, I think, uh, particularly for our chapel prayer, and and you all can correct me because you actually get to do that ministry. I'm somewhere else serving in the church at that time. Um, But I think oftentimes people will come for some kind of physical healing is what they're asking, or they're suffering, maybe just put it in that category. But we had both in this passage, are you suffering, and then ask for prayer. So we have people that come for that need, and then you can help expound upon the types of suffering that people might express. And then also um, the anointing people and praying over them um, if they're sick. That Those are prayers that you receive. And so we'll talk about that. But then, as I said, I'd like to expand and just help us all to think more broadly, like what are some other prayers that someone might want to come And so whether it's launching and connecting with other parts of this James 5 reading or there's something else that we want to bring to the table, we'll do that today. Okay. So when people come for chapel prayer and they're asking, they're saying they're suffering in some way, what what are the types of things that you usually find that you are praying for for people? Well, you hit on the first one, physical healing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is... um, Things that are just happening in people's lives. You know, maybe they have a particular need that they, um, it could be a new job or finances or relationship or something like that. So those are the types of things that a lot of people ask prayer for. And then the other thing is they'll ask for prayers for um, 
friends or family, mm-hmm. which would be a type of an intercessory prayer. Right. That is um, a little bit different than we don't normally think about in terms of a healing ministry. But, um, you know, we, we just pray with them in agreement for whatever the request may be mm-hmm. for their friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the younger children, sometimes we've had young children come in and ask for prayer, and they're praying for a friend at school or a friend's family or maybe a pet. Or a teacher. I know sometimes some of our kids request for that. Yeah. Very good. Would you say out of what you've just mentioned, kind of does one dominate over another, or does it feel like you have a a good balance of those types of prayers that Mm -hmm. are requested? Or do you feel like you pray more for physical requests? Well, I I just want to add, going back to types of prayers, we've also had uh, people that... uh, Ask for praise and gratitude for something positive happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, yes. maybe they got through the illness or whatever. That's happened. So that but, connects with the James are any cheerful, yeah, right? So that exactly, because that. that's a that's another side of it. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, all bad. Mm-hmm. But then um, I've had on a couple of occasions um, intercessions for addiction. Okay. Um, and and you pray for their strength and their discernment and wisdom and and for god's guidance and um but i think predominantly it's it's prayers of for healing for sickness and illness Mm -hmm. that's the majority but Mm -hmm. whether it's for the person who's coming for you or for a friend that they're requesting it for the the other ones all have a thing but if you statistically i guess you'd look at it it's more uh prayers for sickness and healing Mm -hmm. yeah i agree that's been my experience okay and of course we continue to welcome that we want to pray for those um types of prayers and i i know of someone who early on in their relationship of being a member at the church did go for chapel prayer and was expressing concern over back pain and i don't remember who uh prayed for them that day but they said that the person The prayer minister requested, can I put my hand on your back, the place where there is pain? And uh, and they did feel relief. There was mm-hmm. some measure, you know, in the moment and then continued to have more movement and flexibility after that. So that's certainly what we hope God will use us for as we're doing that as prayer ministers. You pointed out something interesting, and you mentioned it before. Um, we uh, have anointing oil in the chapel with us and we always offer to anoint them with oil before we pray for them regardless of what the need is um we and we we i said we ask them first may we anoint you with oil Mm -hmm. and then if there's a specific area um we ask them can we can we touch them can we touch their shoulder or their head or um if there's an area that's giving them specific pain um I usually will ask them to put their hand on it and then put my hand over theirs mm-hmm. um, just because that's the way I was taught mm-hmm. to do it. <clears throat> and I think some people, depending on how they are about physical touch, feel more comfortable with that, that they don't have you know just someone putting their hand someplace on their body yes, other than a shoulder or a head. Mm-hmm. And doesn't that, that the beauty of the... Like that they end up being part of the healing process as well. Exactly, That yes. their hand is there, too. Mm-hmm. That that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. If someone has a great deal of sorrow or grief, um, 
usually I'll ask them to put their hand on their heart and my hand over theirs. Mm-hmm. Always getting their permission first mm-hmm. uh, before we do that. Since you mentioned that, so that would be a way someone is suffering. And so that's mm-hmm. the other, you know, whether it's not the physical pain at that point necessarily, that that is more of an emotional burden or spiritual burden that mm-hmm. someone's carrying. Um, I think we found that that type of prayer that you like to have a good amount of time to not rush yes. through that kind of prayer. Would you want to speak a little bit more about what that could be like, how long it might take and um, the pacing of a prayer in that way? Well, it would um, depend on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, we always ask the Holy Spirit before we begin to, begin to pray to guide us in our prayers and to show us how to pray for this individual. And, um, you know, it could... Um, it could be in the chapel, it could be a two-minute prayer or a five-minute prayer, uh, just depending on how much time is available. But if they are able to stay after the service or come to our Wednesday service or mm-hmm. twelve ten mm-hmm. healing service, we have more time that we can spend with them, and that could be as long as, as needed, actually, usually maybe 20 minutes, 15 Um Another thing that some people will come for prayer for is fear. Uh, I remember having someone ask me that they were having this irrational fear every time they got in their car that they were going to be in an accident. And they wanted prayer for that, Mm -hmm. um, to have that fear go away. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was just kind of a a unique prayer request, but very valid. Yes. Because people are fearful and they are anxious and to ask someone to pray for them for that sometimes takes a lot of courage because we all want to appear strong and brave. And um, to have someone to come and to submit ourselves and ask for prayer uh, takes courage. And it's important to recognize that that is the the source or the root of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, often I was speaking with a parishioner and they they said that they had offered a prayer request to God. It almost immediately was answered, but somehow it didn't register to them that that's what had happened. It was something, an event later that triggered, oh my goodness, that actually God answered my prayer, and I was completely oblivious to that. Uh, right. So, you know, there's this just needing to have some of that um, awareness, and so it's so important to just, when God actually reveals to you, oh, this is what's going on then to identify that, name it, and to be able to share it with somebody courageously, mm-hmm. that then they can help pray over you through that and see what God continues to reveal and help break free. Right, right. And as Phil mentioned, you know, some people come in and they want to give thanksgiving mm-hmm. for an event or a, a prayer request that has been answered mm-hmm. um, or for a healing, and that's always very fun and interesting because it's important for us to give thanks to God when our prayers are answered. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Sometimes we don't realize it right away, but then something will happen and you go, oh, gee, wow, that prayer request was answered. Mm -hmm. Things are different or something. Well, yeah, and and the the situation with prayer is that we... um, We look at it more of our petition and what we are uh, wanting or needing at that particular point in time. And actually, um, prayer is our ability to communicate with our Creator. Mm -hmm. And um, the more we not only pray, but the more that we pray 
with the scriptures, the more is revealed to us. And remembering like you were talking about, I've had situations where we prayed over someone in the chapel and I got a, a... I did business with a gentleman, and I was just talking to him about business that following week, and we were about to hang him. He says, stop, 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 you know. And and he got more freedom of movement out of his shoulder. Mm. Like, uh, I think it was Sunday we prayed, and he said by Tuesday, he, he, was, he almost felt normal. So we've got to understand that that's not, uh, sets of Holy Spirit working, Amen. and they work on a different time frame, <laughs> exactly. so to speak. And I mean, if it, it, it that's where um, we we need to understand the relationship there. We are trying to communicate with our Creator. Mm-hmm. We are lucky to be in His presence, mm-hmm. and understanding all aspects of what. God has given us, whether it be cheerful or not. And that should be a steady daily discipline that's hard for a lot of people to develop. The other thing I've found, too, is that a lot of people are not comfortable praying with somebody else. Mm. That's, that is probably the one of the things that people say to me, I don't know how you do that. I, and well, we pray for guidance. We pray for the Holy Spirit to be, and knowing that we're just, so to speak, a tool in His hands. So, and so, and you're commenting not so much that someone feels anxious about coming and requesting prayer, but that yeah. it's more of that they acknowledge you as a prayer minister what you're doing, and then that makes them anxious to think I could never do that. Right. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And yes. and there, and I think that gives them some comfort to know that because this whole deal with touching well it goes back to jesus healing now he he was on a different scale (laughs) but but i'm saying that and as a rule he always touched somebody Mm. to heal them well i can't say always there were a lot of times he did did it long distance you know pulling lazarus out of the tomb but his it was it was some part of his personality but he touched a lot of people and it's important that, for that embodiment, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. That incarnation. Exactly. And it's like you said when somebody said that they had touched their back and they and they felt something, that that something is the work of the Holy Spirit, the power of, of, of God. Mm-hmm. But getting into that, that touching and that personal contact is mm-hmm. what Jesus was all about. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and knowing that he would touch people that other people wouldn't have anything to do with, right? That that's that 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 took it to a different dimension, yes. especially in that culture. And it's that way today. Mm-hmm. You find that you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I would love because this is a, a recent devotion for me that I'm working through. Um, it connects with some Ash Wednesday lesson, like Isaiah 58, 1 through 12, really challenges us to be actually really more tangible and engaged and not just be spiritual about turning our heart to God. And and then I've been uh, thinking about foot washing because it came up in a text I was reading about hospitality. And the whole book is really well organized. It's by Elizabeth Newman, and she's a Christian ethicist, um, and was 
turned out she was a professor when I was at Baptist Theological Seminary at Richmond, but I came across the book completely different, came at me a different direction. I was like, oh, that's a blessing. Um, but the whole book unfolds and kind of debunks different ways that we think about hospitality, and it closes with a dialogue about foot washing in a way that just, it almost is uh, an exclamation point or sending you off to keep th- thinking about that and looking at the role of the church and the way that we are to serve others. And so this embodiment, right, of, of Jesus touching um, that I then experienced a, a homeless person last week and knowing that their body was um, exposed to the elements. So it wasn't here in Florida. It was in a cold environment. And, uh, you know, they clearly did not have enough protection over their feet in the way that I would hope for them. Um, so then I started to imagine what if one could give them a warm soap bath and, and really just take care of their body? Uh, years ago, I lived in Baltimore, and there was a, a female that wanted to have a time for shower that our church at the time, we had one shower, and I was in an administrative office in the next building over, but we arranged a time that she would be there so that I could be in the building and just provide protection for her and make her to feel welcome and give her time for that space and she was lived on the street and she clearly needed that experience um, but I learned through that process of um, like how much she really was looking forward to that and she wanted it to be like three four hours and I, I wasn't set up for that did not expect it at the time so I learned through that experience of how valuable and precious that was for her and uh, so then just thinking about this person I encountered recently and how I need to be daring and and, uh, courageous to reach out to that person as Christ would. And that's not my normal way of operating. I I can be a kind person. I can be loving. But to actually love that person the way Christ would, um, you know, that's that's a challenge that I'm working through in this this next season. That's a challenge we all have. Mm -hmm. Because in James, um, you refer... uh, that that's that's a misread letter a lot of times. In fact, Martin Luther called it the Gospel of Straw because it it it, it goes into implying works mm-hmm. as a way of salvation. That's not the point of James. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is that if you take the Word of God and you take it into your heart, the works will come. It's not the works and then you get right. the, the the spirituality part of it, and that's. That's the key right there, what you were saying, Reverend, is that it's when we take the word into our hearts that we change. The important thing is, and and that's the separation of the reality of Christianity versus other religions, is that we represent the objective truth of God in that we take his teaching his intent for us, and then we spread that throughout the world. Mm. Most of the, and I'm not a, a expert on it, but most of the other ones rely upon your own capabilities right. to be saved. And and that, to me, is the true spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit who is with us, is trying to understand. It's difficult, and we don't get it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm used to taking a minimum of tw- two showers a day. <laughs> and if I work out, it might be three or four. But, but my point is, is that 
is that we don't look at the the circumstances of our fellow man, mm-hmm. and uh, so it it is. And, but it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it and, is. And the name of that book is called Untamed Hospitality, uh, Welcoming mm-hmm. God and, and Strangers, and um, and it it just really invites you to consider the vulnerability of what that means, of what the humility of what mm-hmm. Christ did for us and how he had to be vulnerable to live in human flesh. So what what can we do in following him that way? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much that we want to have figured out. So like when people come for prayer, we, we want it to be this way. We want the answer this way. But now this is a time to be open, open our hands, allow God and God's spirit to do what God needs to do for yep. us. One of the important aspects of prayer that that I find is uh, listening, mm. listening to the Holy Spirit, listening to the voice of God, but listening to the person's story, because many times they just want someone to talk to, mm. and to listen to them and to be heard, um, and they'll ask for prayer, but um, just to be calm and be focused and paying attention to them and make eye contact with them. And listen to what they have to say is so important because lots and lots of prayers are answered just to someone by them being able to verbalize what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about, like, for me, being able to p- touch someone when I'm praying for them. It's almost like there's a supernatural connection that is made between me and that person. It's almost like I can't pray for someone without touching them, mm-hmm. putting their hands on their shoulders or something. I have to have to do that, mm-hmm. um, being respectful of them, of course, first of all. But uh, I think that human touch, this just is so, so important. And there are people, like your homeless people, mm-hmm. who don't get that, right. don't have it. And everyone needs to be, you know, have some type of touch, a kind hand on yes. their shoulder or, or um, just not being afraid to touch mm-hmm. them. It's, and it's true... Oh, of different groups of people um, and some of the stuff I've been reading is that the homeless are one but you also talk about the elderly exactly yeah and the the infirm that don't um, have a big circle of friends anymore they may be in a living facility and, and whatever but a lot of them don't get that personal touch that will in in certain circumstances medically, that lack of human touch will um, will cause a person to die. Mm. It, it's it's true with a the newborn; they have to have that bonding, that mm-hmm. that touch of the mother, specifically father too. But and they get a lot of sense out of that about whether that person's good or bad. And and so it's not just one group of people; it's mm-hmm. all of us needed. And and God talked about that in um, I mean Jesus it was with um, when he was in the house of Simeon who uh, and the lady was um, washing his feet with her tears oh gosh I'm when, I I know the gist of it I forget what <laughs> but my point being is that was that whole parable right there or that mm-hmm. whole story because he asked Simeon you didn't greet me you didn't mm-hmm. greet me with a kiss you did that was a highly and, and in the middle, Middle Eastern culture in that time, that was a big deal. Someone came to your house, you greeted them with a kiss, you clean, and like you said, that 
you, you wash their feet and everything. That was the host. Mm-hmm. And so he was basically saying, hey, you know, you're, you're not on the right track here. But that, that touching, and again, like you say, with respect, um, can can make up for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, and it can strengthen people, too, mm-hmm. knowing that that's present. Mm-hmm. I, I had an unexpected um, prayer encounter with someone the other day that uh, called the church and is, is not a member, but had connected with us back in uh, early December about a need. And we were able to, to fulfill that need. And then another need came up, uh, so reached out. And I followed up by phone and then said, you know, if you still find that you have this need, let's find a time Monday morning to come by the church. And uh, so when the person came by, we ended up sitting in my office and uh, and they requested prayer. And it was just an open sharing that the person really earnestly wanted someone to pray and hear their stories. You were just saying, Vicki, like that was a huge part of it. And they verbalized that in just being able to be able to share in that moment that God would bring some healing. And, and we weren't necessarily, I don't, it was just beautiful for her to express that and didn't know anything about our OSL ministry. She's not connected to an Episcopal church, but the reason why she called an Episcopal church was from an association from another state, another place where someone had helped her and just said, try an Episcopal church. So she just called us out of the blue. Um, but one of the, the, closing comments that she made was that she said something about my eyes and just how kind my eyes were and then um so she was making eye contact and i remember as i was praying for her um when she she had her eyes closed but then she opened them and i was thinking how beautiful her eyes were so god was you know connecting us Mm-hmm. And that was just really highly meaningful. But it was all about being open and vulnerable. Like we're both just willing to listen. What is God saying to us in this mm-hmm. moment? And I think that's what we we invite and encourage for people for chapel prayer. Like it, everything's held in confidence and just come and be willing and, and brave to see what God might do. And it need not be that you have a suffering moment. Um, maybe you want to share, share something cheerful, but maybe there's just something else on your heart that um, just popped out of left field, but you thought, I'll just go pray with someone and see what God would say in the midst of that. And what Vicki was saying a while ago, I think, is very important, is that at that time, it's it's not about us. Mm -hmm. And that's hard, because when we're in conversations with people in generally, we got a point to push, or we we, want to get our story out that that is not that's it and it's good training actually <laughs> to learn to be intent on li- really listening to somebody mm-hmm. what are you trying to say because on a few occasions something else popped up in the conversation we would have i had maybe two or three times that i started out in this direction then we find out there was something else mm-hmm. but had Even this been... conversation today, we're just letting God lead. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and and that's that's very tough in our world and our culture to not be self centered. Mm. And anyway, <laughs> you had something on your mind, Vicky, a little moment ago. Do you remember? No. Okay. 
<laughs> it fell out. Of my That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me bring one other kind of prayer request that might come, and this again goes back to the James. Um, just by mentioning um, the situation of the rain and praying for that, uh, you know, there are things that happen in the world that we find that we're motivated mm-hmm. to pray about, right? Exactly. So that our prayer ministers are glad to pray with you about that and. Uh, Feel free mm-hmm. to bring that with you to the chapel, mm-hmm. and let's just see what God does in the midst of those prayers. I remember yes. uh, some people even come into the chapel and just say, I'd like to receive a blessing. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's all they want. It's just, I really would like to receive a blessing. Yes. And so we pray for them and bless them. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, folks that are listening, we hope that you would... <laughs> If you are able to come and worship with us in person, come and do and and go to the chapel and receive prayer, request prayer from our chapel ministers. Um, If you are afar and a distance from us, but you would like to receive prayer, you may call the church. And we would love to get you connected with someone to uh, pray and minister to you. And that number is 863-688-4502. Would someone like to close us in a prayer before we finish? I'd be glad for one of you all to do that. <laughs> Most Heavenly Father, we appreciate the time today together, not only to impart and discuss the very precious um, knowledge that we have of prayer, but also to know that there are others out there that need prayer and know too, Father, Continue to strengthen us in knowing how to pray to you so that your word can be more fulfilled through us throughout the world. Mm. We know that your son gave his life for the atonement of our sins. We are only the creature and we are not the creator. You are. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. And we look forward to any other challenges that you may give us in the world with prayer. Through Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Phil. And thank you both for this conversation today. Thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye.